Hello, my friends. Uh, this is Pastor Christopher Alam at home in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. I greet you all in the name of Jesus. I trust you and your family are doing well and you are getting stronger in the Word of God and you are blessed in all things. Uh, we are in the subject of the call of God and uh, what we have been talking about the past few days, we have been talking about things you need to develop in your life if you're going to serve God, either as a uh, five-fold ministry gift, that is apostle, prophet, uh, evangelist, pastors and teachers, or in a, in a supportive ministry. And supportive ministry can mean anything from uh, people who help in the churches, you know, any people who, who do janitorial work in churches and people who, who do administrative work in churches and people just like to volunteer to help people uh, do hospital visitations and uh, uh, or teach Sunday school. You know, there's a, there's a myriad of different ministries in the local church that the local church cannot function without. Because the local church isn't just about the pastors and evangelists as, you know, and full-time ministries. It's, it's a very, an, imp an important component of the local church are the supportive ministries. And almost everybody I know is called by God to some kind of supportive ministry. They want to teach or they want to, they want to help others. Uh, I've got friends uh, who, who are really gifted in helping practically. So we need something done in the office and they show up and they, they are skilled and gifted at it. Then I know other people who teach marriage classes and people who work in the office, you know, all these people are needed. But in any, any of these ways that God wants to use you and you feel a tug in your heart, a calling in your heart that the Lord is telling you to serve him in one of these capacities, it is very important that we develop certain things in our lives. And the first thing I talked about is developing your character, developing your character, becoming more like Jesus. Uh, you can say developing your character can be summed up in this one sentence, becoming more like Jesus, uh, because that's God's ultimate goal with us. The Bible says he's conforming us to the image of his son. Then, uh, then the second thing is develop in the knowledge of the word of God. So important that we develop in the knowledge, in our knowledge of the word of God, that we have a good working knowledge of the word of God so that we are always in a position in which we can teach or encourage or exalt others. So develop in the knowledge of the word of God. Then I talked about developing a good prayer life, developing a good, solid, strong prayer life because uh, you see, when you are in prayer, when you spend time in prayer, you spend time before the face of God and you cannot really minister to people unless you have stood before the face of God first. Then the fourth thing, and that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about know the Holy Spirit. Know, get to know the Holy Spirit. That's one area where we have to develop. Get to know the Holy Spirit. Get to know him and understand his ways and understanding his leading and understand how he works with us. Now, the first thing I, I want you to understand this. You see, the Bible teaches us that God uh, is a triune God. That means he's a trinity. He is one God. There is only one God. But that one God has revealed himself as three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And... Uh, 
and 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 here's the thing there's there's a difference i mean they're co-equal there it's all one god but the father and the son and the holy spirit uh, there there are differences uh, certain differences between them and the difference is one main difference is this the father is in heaven and jesus is at the right hand of the father but the holy spirit has been sent here to this earth so whatever the father and the son do or say uh, either to the church or to you or me as individuals they do so through the holy spirit so that is why our relationship our personal relationship with the holy spirit is of utmost importance uh, firstly we should be baptized with the holy spirit we should we must experience the baptism with the holy spirit because jesus said you shall receive power when the holy ghost shall come upon you and you shall be my witnesses so to be effective uh, uh, to be an effective light for jesus in this world to be an effective witness for jesus it is important that we that you and i are full of the holy ghost so you know that's the first thing secondly jesus said that the holy ghost he will lead us you know he will he he will he's our comforter he's our guide he leads us he, he'll bring into remembrance everything that jesus has taught us he shall take those things that are of his and make them known to us he will glorify jesus you know all all these things that the holy spirit does uh, there's no substitute for it there are no uh, nowadays we live in an age where uh, many churches and pastors have more or less dispensed him uh, dispensed with the holy spirit uh, in the sense that they don't feel like they need the manifestations of the holy spirit anymore because they have got so many books and so many programs so a lot of our churches these days are driven by experts and books and programs and the holy spirit has been dispensed with of course no one would agree with this statement that i'm making uh, they would say oh no 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 we believe the holy spirit is here as one pastor said well he's here when i prepare my sermons he's there when we do this he's there when we do he's there in other words what they are actually saying is that the holy spirit has a very very passive role but no the holy spirit wants to take the front stage he wants to come with uh, with with utterances in other tongues and interpretation of tongues with prophecy he wants to come with gifts of healings and gift of working of miracles and the gift of faith and he wants to come with the uh, with words of knowledge words of wisdom discernment of spirits these are the nine gifts of the spirit he wants to come so but that is more in a the gifts the gifts of the spirit but then there are the fruits of the spirit where the holy spirit wants to develop our character because you see is the thing the gifts of the spirit represent or uh, reflect the power of the lord jesus christ but the fruit of the spirit show us the character of the lord jesus christ so the gifts of the spirit endow us with power to do the works of jesus but the fruit of the spirit um build inside us the character of Jesus love joy peace patience you know all these nine fruits of the spirit the holy spirit wants to develop those things in us so that we become more like Jesus and then but the, but here's the the intimacy with the holy spirit that is important because um the holy spirit uh, you know this is the third part the gifts the fruit and then the personal intimacy that the holy spirit wants 
I mean, he knows us already, right? The Bible says that he knows us. God has created us. He knows us. But he wants us to get to know him. He wants us to get to know him and get to know his ways and and learn to walk with him and learn uh, to recognize his leading uh, through obedience and uh, learn to to know when he is speaking and when it is uh, not he who is speaking but there's other things who are speaking or it's our flesh who's speaking but you know to to really get to know him and get to know his ways and and all that because um, you see successful ministry successful ministry is actually not gathering a crowd or being popular or having a lot of followers on twitters or have a big following on uh, uh, on your youtube channel that's not successful ministry successful ministry is so that the holy spirit can do whatever he wants through us individually and through our church and can fulfill his purposes that is successful ministry when you we are so yielded and we are so obedient that the holy spirit can just come through us as individuals uh, in, in our individual personal lives and in the life life of our church and do what he wants to do so it is important that we know the holy spirit that we really really get to know him because uh, uh, everything that the father and the son say or do here on this earth they do so through, through the holy spirit they don't go uh, in a way bypassing him but they go through him and and so he's the one who speaks to us he's the one who leads us he's the one who guides us so we have to develop an an intimacy a personal relationship a deep personal relationship and get to know him amen so um, that is to give you a background, right? So develop your intimacy with the Holy Spirit. How do you develop an intimacy with the Holy Spirit? Well, number one, there are several things you do. The first thing is by the Word of God. Now you might say, what does the Word of God have to do with the Holy Spirit? Everything. Because the Word is Spirit-breathed, right? And the Word and the Spirit always go hand in hand. Jesus is the living word and so uh, Jesus is the living word so uh, and the written word is the manifestation of the living word so you cannot you know you cannot get to know Jesus without knowing his written word uh, you can't say oh well I'm not into the Bible but I love Jesus you can't do that because uh, Jesus said that if you love him you will love his word and because he and his word are one because there are many spirits in first john chapter 4 it says many many spirits have gone out into this world there are there are familiar spirits even even satan comes as an angel of light there are many false spirits there are counterfeit spirits and and you and i you know we're living in this world and there are all these spirits around us and then you have the Holy Spirit. That's, he's also a spirit. So you can fall prey to any of these false spirits and they can begin to speak to you and, 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 and even do miracles of certain kinds around you and you think it's the Holy Spirit. So how do you know what is of God and what is not of God? Well, firstly, let, let, me, let me tell you. One way you do not know is by going by a gut feeling. Some people say, oh, I have the gift of discernment. There is no such thing as the gift of discernment. There's a gift of discernment of spirits. And that actually means to be able to see 
into the spirit of into spirit into the spirit world so uh, to see the difference between evil spirits and the spirit of god and when when you know I, I, don't, I don't want to go into that that's not my subject but the discernment of spirits has to do with the demonic world and um, so just to have a gut feeling to say oh i feel this is god that is not a gift of discernment or to say oh i feel this guy is in a good spirit or this guy has a bad spirit or when he prophesied that was not of god how how do you know that i have the gift of discernment no you don't have a gift of discernment and don't fool yourself and fool others into believing that you have this so-called gift of discernment. Firstly, because you obviously don't know what the Bible teaches. And secondly, in the Bible, there is no such thing as the gift of discernment. Okay. Now, there's a human gut feeling and, um, and, and the human gut feelings, it's 50-50. Sometimes it's right, sometimes it's wrong. But you don't deal with spiritual uh, things when it comes to human gut feeling because you can your gut feeling can lead you to follow the wrong thing at and it'll mess you up so it is better to develop an intimacy with the holy spirit don't go by your gut feeling but develop an intimacy by the holy spirit and the first way you do it you do it by the word now if you want to know the holy spirit this is what you do spend a lot of time in your bible okay Remember that if you want to know the Holy Spirit, spend a lot of time in the Bible. Many times when the Holy Spirit will speak to you, he will speak to you through the Bible. Have you noticed that? Uh, many times. In fact, most of the time when the Holy Spirit speaks to me, I'll be reading something in the scripture and the Holy Spirit will suddenly come and lift up one scripture from these other scriptures and begin to speak to me through it. That is one way the Holy Spirit speaks. In fact, that is, there are other ways the Holy Spirit speaks to us. He speaks to us through prophecy. He speaks to us through dreams and visions. But this speaking through the word is the most common way the Holy Spirit speaks. And many, many men and women of God will back me up on this and will vouch for this. So the most common way that the Holy Spirit speaks to us is through the word. So spend time in the word. Spend a lot of time in the Word, studying the Word, because the more you study the Word, the more you'll understand the Spirit, because the Spirit of God and the Word of God go together and they always say the same thing. Secondly, the Word of God confirms what is of the Spirit and what is not, right? Never compromise this principle. Never look at a, a certain phenomenon and 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 um, and and say oh i feel this is of god no go to the bible if the bible affirms this phenomenon then it is of god if the bible doesn't affirm the uh, affirm this phenomenon then you put it on the shelf and ignore it and i mean years ago for example years ago so they were um, uh, now i don't want to attack or knock anyone i just want to give an example I, I've been a stickler for, for scripture. In fact, I will not go outside the scripture. You cannot make me go outside the scripture. I, I did it once in my life and I, and I learned a, a huge, huge lesson from it. And uh, anyway, what happened was this. There were people telling me that they had this laughing movement, you know, that the, uh, they said that the, the preacher couldn't even preach. The Holy Ghost would come and people just began to laugh and they would laugh and laugh and laugh. 
And I thought, this is strange that the, the preacher cannot preach the word of God. Why would the Holy Spirit stop the, pre the, the preaching of the word of God and just make people laugh? And, uh, and uh, now if it was just happened once in a while, I would understand it. But it was like in every single service, the guy couldn't preach. The, he would get up, reach, open his Bible, then he'd collapse laughing and people were laughing and they said it was God and everyone said, now nobody showed me any scripture for it, but they all felt this was of God. Uh, that was the first thing that they all feel. And some of my friends were ministers. They felt this was the spirit of God. And I thought, this is strange because there's no scripture for this kind of behavior, but they feel it is the spirit of God. Well, soon it came to the next stage. Now, now I heard of people. Now, I never went to those meetings. I had friends who went there. They said, now they're making animal noises. People were barking like animals and clucking like chickens in the services. And they said, this is of God. People were barking like dogs, meowing like cats and acting like monkeys. And, uh, uh, and in, in England, it got so bad, they called it the zoo anointing. And that's when I said, you know what? There is something wrong with this. And then uh, I watched some video footage of, of some of the behavior of the people in those meetings. And I tell you what, I never said it aloud from the platform, but I'm saying it now on this video. A lot of those things reminded me of the manifestation of demon possessed people in India and Africa. But I said nothing because I have not been to those meetings. I don't want to judge it, but this is all very weird. And uh, so I just, you know, so I decided to do the first thing. Don't judge it, don't condemn it, but uh, since you have not been there, but put it on a shelf because it doesn't line up with the word of God. You don't, I'm under no obligation to accept it. You just put it on a shelf and forget it there. And that's what I did. And then the Lord told me, you're not missing anything just because you're not part of this whole movement, you're not missing anything. Although my friends told me, oh, Christopher, you're really missing the move of God. But you know what? After some years, this thing stopped. The laughing stopped. When the laughing stopped, the churches that were big into this, they dwindled in size. Some, some churches actually disappeared. Some churches shrank in size and there was nothing, nothing left. There was a huge Assembly of God church in Lakeland that basically disappeared off the map. It was a huge thousands of people pastored by a great man of God and they allowed this thing and, and the church just basically died and I don't know what's happening to the building. Maybe the soul date was crumbled or whatever. But what I'm saying is that, that the word and the spirit always go together. And then I asked myself, why should we run after things like people um, uh, making animal noises when we ignore the nine gifts of the spirit? You know, we've got the nine wonderful gifts of the Holy Spirit that the Bible specifically, specifically talks about in 1 Corinthians 12. And tongues, interpretation of tongues. You know, people speaking in foreign languages uh, that nobody understands, but other people who come in, they hear those foreign languages and speaking in tongues, interpretation of tongues and prophecy and words of knowledge, the Holy Spirit giving people words of situations in other people's lives and uh, you know, word of wisdom and discernment of spirits, people seeing visions into the spirit world and people getting delivered, gifts of healings, wonderful miracles and signs, and gifts of working on miracles and, uh, and, and, and gift of gift of faith. We ignore these things and run after these things. And, and this is a source of great deception in the church. 
when people think that they can have experiences with the Holy Spirit that are outside of the Word. It is dangerous because it is a hit and miss. You can have genuine experiences, but many of those experiences can be spurious, they can be wrong, they can be of the flesh or they can even be of the devil. We don't know. The only time we do know what is right, what is wrong, is when there is scripture for it. If there's no scripture for it, you are in uh, in, in, in a no man's land, in an area which, which is not covered by the word of God. So never compromise this principle that what I said, that the word confirms what is of the spirit and what is not. You know, uh, Paul said, he, he says, prove all things, hold on to the, he said, despise not prophesying. And he says, don't despise it, but prove all things and hold fast to that which is good. How do you prove all things? If someone has a prophetic utterance or someone says he has a vision or somebody, you know, acts in a certain way in a meeting, there's a spiritual manifestation, prove all things. How do you prove it? By the word of God. There's only one way to prove it. It is by the word of God, because if we don't go by the word of God and we stand there and begin to speculate and then you can speculate, say, oh, I feel this is of the spirit. I can say, no, this is of the flesh. Another, another brother said this is of demons. And so at the end of the day, your speculation uh, is as wrong or as right as my speculation. Speculations don't lead us anywhere. They don't give us anything, but the truth is found in the word of God. So never, never, never compromise this principle that, uh, that it is the word of God that confirms what is of the Holy Spirit and what is not. Never compromise this principle. Make sure you're right on the ball when it comes to the word of God. If you want to walk in the world of the Holy Spirit and get to know him and develop a relationship and intimacy with him, stay with the word of God. Because if you compromise this principle, you can end up opening the door to familiar spirits. You can open the door to evil spirits and you do not want to do that. I've seen that happen. I've seen people open the door to false spirits, to counterfeit spirits, and you don't want to do that, okay? Now, then I want to tell you another thing. Um, when it comes to, you know, by the word of God, develop your intimacy with the Holy Spirit by the word. Many, many years ago, one of my mentors was a great man of God called Harry Greenwood. He had a powerful ministry. I mean, that man manifested the presence of Jesus. He preached the Bible. And this is the first time I ever saw words of knowledge and miracles. Oh my goodness. He could, he could finish preaching. Then he would stand there for an hour, two hours, giving words of knowledge, pointing people out, people getting healed and delivered. Powerful man of God. And I remember the last time I met him one-on-one, -on -one, we were eating dinner and we sat together and we sat a long time and he began to tell me. And when he spoke, I would listen. And this is what he said. This is what he said. He said, Christopher, you know, when you begin to flow in the Holy Spirit and you begin to understand the gifts of the Holy Spirit, he says, you will soon understand, realize one thing, that there are certain ways, uh, unique ways in which the Holy Spirit moves through you. Because the Holy Spirit doesn't do the same thing with every person. There are many different ways the Holy Spirit moves and he, that's how he uh, he interacts with all of us. So you will soon uh, learn 
how the Holy Spirit moves on you. And then he says, sometimes when you go to a meeting, you will get an inkling that this is what the Holy Spirit is going to do. The Holy Spirit is forewarning you. He will tell you tonight there's going to be miracles. And sometimes he might even tell you what miracles are going to happen. He said, you will develop this. And then you will also learn that there are certain things that you can do to trigger the gifts of the Spirit. He said, there are certain things that you will realize that you can do those things to trigger the gifts of the Spirit. He says, no, but here is the danger. The danger is that you soon develop a system in which you realize you do, you preach certain messages, you do certain things that trigger the gifts of the Spirit and, and, and people are conditioned and they respond with their faith and they will get healed. But the real truth is you have lost your intimacy with God. You don't spend time in the word. You don't spend time in prayer. You are actually cold and dead inside, but you're working this system. You have developed a system <coughs> on how, this is how I put it. He said, there's a, I, I don't know how to put it adequately in, in words, but, but you develop a system in which you learn how to, how to move the Holy Spirit. So as to say, he says, you, 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 you learned how to trigger the gifts of the Spirit and how to get the people, because he says to a large extent, it also depends upon the people, whether they draw on the anointing. He says, and you learn how to get people to draw on the anointing and how to trigger the move of the Holy Spirit. And then you feel comfortable. You do these things and people will still get healed. But the truth is that you are not where you should be because you have lost your intimacy and your fellowship with the Holy Spirit. And, and you don't spend time in the Word. You don't spend time in prayer. You don't spend time with God. But you learn to work the system. And because there are still miracles happening, there's manifestations, people think, oh, Christopher Alam really has it. Oh, he really got it, man. He's got, he's on the ball with this and God is using him. But he said, but the real fact is that something within you has died. And then he says, soon you'll find out that uh, because of your lack of intimacy, you'll start even living in sin. You'll start you know, doing things that are not pleasing to God, but still you learn how to work the Holy Spirit. He said, that is what has happened to many people. They have lost their intimacy with God and they've lost their intimacy uh, with the Father because now they become so familiar with the Spirit of God. And then they begin to do these other things that are wrong and they're so into it that they don't even realize they're wrong uh, when they are and they come into deception. And he said to me, he says, Christopher, be careful, never go there. He says, the important thing is not, uh, is not in this case, is not, uh, the most important thing is not the manifestation of the power of the Holy Spirit, but the most important thing is your personal intimacy with the Father, with the Son, with the Holy Spirit, that you stay in the Word and that your intimacy, your fellowship with the Holy Spirit is based upon that rather than a system you have learned to manipulate and to work in your ministry just to keep the ministry going. He said, be very, very, very careful. So he said, stay in the Word and stay in prayer. And he says, and then you're going to be safe. And I have never forgotten this. This was in the summer of 1986, that's 34 years ago, 
we sat together, brother Harry and I, in uh, in Restenas Skolan in Jönköping, where that conference uh, in in uh, in Restenas Skolan in Restenas Jönkile in the west coast of Sweden. And I'll never forget that evening when he told me these things. And those things have become so important. You know, there's certain times you hear certain things from men of God that become like a beacon in your in your life. And this has become one of them. Because none of us who is serving God can afford to fall into deception or to go wrong. So my point is, follow the Holy Spirit, but do so with the Word of God. Never venture off into uh, the realm of the Holy Spirit, leaving your Bible behind. Take your Bible with you when you venture into the realm of the Spirit. And if there are things that, uh, that, don't, that seem to be so great and powerful and captivating everybody's uh, um, excitement, but they're not in line with the Word of God, don't worry. You don't have to be part of it. If they want to go, let them go. You don't have to be part of it. You are not missing out on anything that God is doing. You stay with the word and you're going to be okay. So the, that's the first thing you do to develop your intimacy with the Holy Spirit. You, spend, you stay with the word of God because the word and the, and the spirit always go together. But God bless you. We'll continue tomorrow and uh, with, with um, develop your intimacy with the Holy Spirit. But let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for my brothers and sisters. I thank you for your grace upon each one of us. Father, I ask you to use us, all of us, mightily wonderful for your glory, so that your name may be exalted and glorified on this earth. Lord Jesus, bless us, Lord. Bless us so that we can be a blessing to others. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, I love you. Jesus loves you. God bless you. I'll be seeing you tomorrow.